Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? Uh, excellent, Dennis. Uh, I think one of the things that makes these Mondays excellent is uh, we, we usually have this thing where we start recording at about 8 o'clock at, at night. That's our, that's our start time. And then here we are finding ourselves at 930 at night. And uh, one of those things that makes these Mondays great is how we get to talk an hour and a half before our hour and a half talk. It's true. It's true. If we ever start a Patreon, we'll record those uh, from Porch After Dark or something where we talk about <laughs> religion and politics. Yeah. Uh, it's all the things we're, we're not allowed to talk about on the show because we've chosen not to, right. uh, but we still do. Yeah. That's, that's the other, the, the front porch or, you know, the front porch in the, in the alley. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good this week. Um, it's, it's, uh, here in America, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. This is the week of Thanksgiving here. That's also right. the big shopping time is starting to happen. Uh, I, this, this time of year is okay because I start taking days off. I, uh, I have here where I work at Indiana University, we have a lot of days off that we get. Um, and I kind of hold them throughout the year. So just in case my kid gets sick or something and I need to take time off. So I end up accruing a lot at the end of the year that I just kind of take Fridays off. So I have a lot of Fridays off, but then this week I've got nothing. So I stay home and I relax and enjoy time. So um, I got to have a great weekend of just, you know, doing some fun things that I like to do and relaxing and not planning. Of course, of course, that comes to an end as probably it does with you come Thursday when there's just like 500 people around all day. I are think, you heading up to to your your family up north? Uh, no, I'm doing Thanksgiving with my sister and her family. They're about an nice. hour from where I'm camped, um, so it it should be relatively low key. I mean, Thanksgiving is always a little bit of a, um, not always, but it's often kind of the the secondary holiday, right? Everybody comes from you know. I think my whole family is going to be together for Christmas for the first time in couple years um but thanksgiving is going to be dispersed i think maybe you know it's funny ours used to be the ours was with my family not just my my like immediate family but extended family it was the other way around like thanksgiving was always the the bigger one i i've come to to learn that i think most people are like you like you and your family where christmas is the big is the big holiday that everybody gets together for um but in my family it was always Thanksgiving, because everybody gets together for food, and then you spend Christmas morning and day with your your own immediate family. So right, right. And and in my family, because I have seven siblings, and four of them, five, mm-hmm. five of them. Wait, no. I should know this. <laughs> you it, know, it, you know how many kids are in your in your family there? There, well, there are eight, and four of them are married. It, my sister got remarried so that's what's and you are the oldest of all of them right that's right that's right and so so so, you saw them all come along it's true it's true and um now that three of those sub families have kids um i for the last couple years have been saying we need to stop trying to get everybody together at christmas and let the families have their own christmas and then we all get together some other time in the year, maybe right. when it's not the middle of winter and, you know, yeah. just have an annual family reunion. I'm um, so for that. 
I'm of so, course, such a good the, the pushback on that is that everybody gets a lot of days off around Christmas, mm, yeah, which is fair. fair. I can't really argue with that. Um, but yeah, we're going to have relatively low key Thanksgiving. I was not planning on Black Friday stuff, though I think this year, now that I've been living in a camper for over a year, I'm going to be looking for um, camper specific deals. I also yeah, yeah. have started noticing, not always, but sometimes noticing a little flicker in my um, in my monitor, and monitors. You know, I I mm-hmm. I look at the monitor all day. It has to not yep. be bad and damaging my eyes or something like that. Right. And I've been kind of wanting a slightly different sized one for my layout configuration here. So I'm going to be shopping for one of those and maybe some other camper related that that was uh, a, a little things. segment i was going to have here here dennis i didn't mention it's like what what would you want for for a black friday like what, what would you shop for on a shopping day i we talk about this for years now i i i like black friday one i'm a people person so i love i just it's so and uh, opposite of so many people i like crowds like i love all the people um and i don't mind it at all because i just i don't have any i don't put no pressure on myself for that and i just enjoy kind of walking up and down the aisles and randomly see things and people being excited with all their shopping carts. And, and I also never take anyone else. I don't go with people. It's just mm. me. So I don't have to worry about where are you doing? What's going on? Where's we doing? Have you seen this? Are you just, and it's just very chill. But anyway, I also don't really usually buy for Christmas all either. I just buy, it's my like time to buy things in the year that I might need, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like camping. Do they have like, like camping camper stores that might have Black Friday stuff. Uh, maybe there's a big chain called Camping World. Yeah, you've probably seen one and not realized it. They're often not far from uh, RV parks. Um, sure. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff, but they're also a little pricey. They're like the Cabela's I, that's what I think. Of, like a Black uh, Friday would be great of RV deals, but uh, like I don't know the last ten years or more. Um, I'll mostly be looking for online deals, uh, Amazon sure. particular. I don't love buying everything on Amazon, but it's just hard to, um, argue with the convenience, especially on the road mm-hmm. because, uh, they now have their locker system. I don't know if we've talked about this. Um, yeah. there are locations all over the place. Some of them are, um, destinations not destinations that's not the right word not the right word there are other businesses like um ups stores uh some rite aids i think and i don't know what the business arrangement is with that um but some places have these lockers which is just a wall of lockers you've maybe seen them in like whole foods but yeah they're they're all over the place more and more um Basically, it's a place where you can order something on Amazon and have it shipped to this place instead of a home address. Now, obviously, if you live in a house or an apartment and have a, a you know, uh, uh, mailing address, you can just get it shipped there. That's what most people do. Right. Um, right. But if you're on the road like I am, you can you can have stuff mailed to an RV park, especially if you're going to be there a while. Um, yeah. I have my 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 pattern is a little different this time on the road i think i mentioned this i'm in each place for a week or two so it's a little bit easier than when i was moving every four days um but you can find 
an Amazon Locker or an Amazon, they call the ones in stores something different. Because if it's in a store, the store has to be open. And you have to go to, for example, right. a, a UPS store and say, I'm here to pick up. It's the same way that you do returns at a UPS store to Amazon. Um, you'll have a code on your phone on the app, right? That's like, here's my pickup code. And they'll look at it. Right. They'll, they'll double check the name. And they'll give you your stuff. Um, the lockers are all automated. So some of them are outside where you can get at them 24 hours. Um, it's just a wall of lockers like a locker room, except they're different sizes. And they don't have latches. What, they're, what they have is a digital kiosk in the middle where you uh, bring your phone up to it and punch in a code. Or maybe it connects with Bluetooth. And the locker device connects to your phone and says, oh, this is this person with this package. And then the door pops open like magic. Nice. And, and there's like magic. <laughs> and there's a box or whatever in there. Anyway, that's this has been a uh, segment front, por front porch sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> by, no, no, that's true. By Amazon, right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, yes. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that I was kind of wondering about that, like how, how, because I, Amazon is, I mean, I use Amazon regularly, but nowhere near as regularly as uh, Shelly does. It's like every day there's two or three packages. I have no idea what she has in those packages, but she gets packages all the time. Um, she, uh, so I was wondering like how, what you do as, as, as often as, as, you know, you might order that kind of stuff. I, um, this year for my segment of what I would get on Black Friday, I'm actually, you know, many years I, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm pretty content. And very, as I say, blessed to 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 be okay. Um, but I um, this year I've got a list actually because because being in a new house, new space, new things. Mm. Um, I'm I'm in my game room. I'm decided to go for instead of having a, a TV in here. It's it's smaller than my last game room. Um, I, I mean, I your think last I wanted, game room was a whole basement. So yeah, it was a whole it was a whole floor. Uh, so that's pretty ridiculous. Um, so it's now it's a room, and uh, I'm going to go projector for my primary oh. viewing. Did source. you hit up? Did you hit up our buddy Pat for some advice for some tips and tricks? I, I I've talked about him at length in the past, but it's been a long time since he's done projector stuff. That's, That's true. I guess you're right. Decades. He's he's he he moved from his house what a few years ago now, and. He set up that theater room in his house many years before that. I'm sure he replaced the projector at least once, but yeah, that's it's been true. about 25 years, I think, since he's done. Oh wow! But but he uh, um, he he enjoys that kind of stuff. Him and I have that you know uh, same affinity. But um, it, but things you know with projectors, it has changed uh, leaps and bounds almost every other year. How incredible they are! Of course, um, and 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 prices have you know dropped down extremely. Uh, less so I'm, I'm looking to get a really good projector um obviously the biggest problem with projectors is being able to see them any kind of light mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but nowadays they've got really strong ones and the room's not so big i'm you know i'm, I'm hoping for some good things and i've got some blackout wind uh curtains i can draw on the room if i want because it's pretty nice and i'm i'm really excited about it but i'm also going to buy a an actual like projection screen too so like to mount it up on my ceiling and then pull it down yeah, uh, that makes that makes a big difference. You you know most so. 
most projectors, uh, uh, consumer-grade projectors, won't really let you watch a movie on the building across the square in uh, right. in an Italian village. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, right? Yeah, the the uh, but but this uh, well, you know, I, I I like that idea of that. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I'm hoping to get to get a, a nice screen and a nice projector, um, and then as I like to do, hook everything I can up to it. Um, and that, that's, that's my biggest thing. Uh, I'll also be looking for, so that's, that's the two big things. Um, maybe some furniture that'll go along with it. Oh, I'm also going to do the first thing that, that I've time I've ever done. The most common thing that happens on black Friday and I'm going to buy a TV. Oh, I take that back. Actually, I bought four TVs a couple years ago. Remember? Yeah, I was, I was thinking that those were black Friday TVs. Yeah, those are black Fridays, but, uh, like an actual for my main TV. Um, my, we have a, you sound like a brag. But um, a large bedroom now, like a really long one. It's like a football field that goes down from one wall to the next so far. So our decent-sized TV, like 40-inch TV, is is really small all the way, way over there. Mm. Um, and Shell watches it a lot. Like she, it's One of her favorite places is to go into the bedroom and lay in bed and watch watch TV. Um, so I'm going to get like a one of those humongous TVs and, and put it on there. She's very hesitant. She's like, why do we need a really big TV? I'm like, it's like... Looking at the other end of the stadium, you know, with a, a small little monitor. Um, you know, I so used, I'm gonna, gonna I used to watch TV in bed, but with an iPad. So the yeah, opposite yeah, sure, of right. Like, it didn't matter <laughs> that the screen was only 10 inches because it was a foot away from Right up face. on your face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't really think about that because, you know, I think in my old bedroom, which was a small bedroom, I had a like a 40 inch TV. And I thought that was pretty big because it was right at kind of the foot of the bed and it's you sure. know, big, big enough as it is. But, um, so this one, this one is, I'm going to, I'm going to get one of those big ones. And I don't have to get like a fancy one with a, you know, 4k H whatever, but, um, um I, that, I'm going to look out for that. I figure black Friday is a good time to get, I always, always see those great big deals and people freak out about those. So, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get that. And then the last thing I'm doing is I've been holding off on getting, I want to outfit my house with uh, Bluetooth, colored Bluetooth light bulbs or Wi-Fi. Mm. Sorry, Wi-Fi light bulbs. Right, right. So, so that I can control them all, you know, through voice or through an app and color and change and brightness. Uh, right now, we've got a ton of um, what's called can lights that fit up into the ceiling. Right. And they're they're fairly bright. So when you turn them on, the whole house is kind of like just this really, really bright light. Um which I, I like, you know, sometimes you like to have a bright light, you know. But. Yeah, I had some of those, well, especially in your theater room about the nice. I'm sure that mm-hmm. I explained this when I did it. But when I was staying with my parents while we were uh, renovating the house, um, I bought those bulbs. And as I understand it, they're basically two. There might be more, but there are basically two styles of smart bulb. Um, mm-hmm. One are Wi-Fi, which means they somehow yes. have Wi-Fi antennas and technology in the base of the thing. And yes. obviously they're LEDs. Otherwise they'd be prohibitively expensive and Correct. probably too hot. And incandescent would probably melt all that electronics. Yeah, they're all LEDs. Um, right. They're all LEDs and they connect to your wireless router, just like a, um, a home assistant, like a, a Google or um, Correct. the Amazon dingus who we do not name. Um, yeah. in case anybody's listening on speakers, um, where, you know, they connect to the Wi-Fi directly and you have to do a sort of setup process where you flip them on and off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there are, um, the 
slightly more, I don't know, engineered solution, whatever, like the, um, I believe the Philips Hue, H-U-E system works this way, where they have a hub. Yeah. The hub connects to your Wi-Fi, and then the bulbs connect directly to that hub. So you don't have a million more devices on your router connecting and dealing with all that, but you do have to buy this hub that connects it to it. And I think that the the like brand name solutions again like Philips are are that way where the ones like I bought and I think those also might have been like Black Friday deals or Amazon Lightning deals are some random Chinese company where you're like well if it works yeah. it's great and in a year or two from now if you want to get support on it good luck because that company probably no longer exists yeah that that's a I'm glad you said that. That's a that's a really big thing for me with this, and it, there's not a lot of really good options because of all those things. Well said, the way you said those things was that a hub sounds great. You know, I've got a a pretty good network in my house. It's really really nice, so I can have I can support a lot of devices. So that's good. But managing you know literally over 50 devices in my house on my network is kind of a thing, right. and um. And it's adding actually these devices is even more of a big thing because as I realized in my in my last house where it wasn't so you know open to things the 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 I want to say the cheaper ones but also the less cheaper ones do this are constantly calling home like right. we all know as as tech people they call home way too much they're giving way too much information out um, and well, which you, is absurd right you, for a light bulb you want them to be responsive right like I did. I did something, you know, kind of dumb with mine. And I'm sure I, I described this at the time. Um, I lived in a basement with one window and I kept the window covered because during the day it would shine direct sunlight right at my face when I was at my computer. And I can't obviously have that. Um, and so it was just dark all the time and it made it hard to get up in the morning. And so I put those bulbs in all my lights and synced them to um, the the uh what was it i think i think no i used the the amazon um a word app um because it would connect with the you also need an app oftentimes to connect with those yes those chinese an light app bulbs that connects to your other app that yes. and the, the app might not get updated now if you had yeah. phillips the phillips system you would need the phillips app but again phillips is a well-known company that's probably not going anywhere yeah, um, and 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 they also cost twenty to fifty percent more. They're more expensive always. for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually the biggest thing. That and, and that's a huge consideration when you think, oh, it's just smarter to do that. But this whole like hub thing, where you have to connect to a hub, those are all like to tie you into one vendor. I mean, right. that's the goal of that. Right. Is that if you buy if you buy let's say Philips, I'm not sure about them, but if they have a hub, if you connect to the Philips hub, well, next time you buy another bulb. Well, you better buy a, a Phillips because you're not going to want to connect to not the Phillips, right? right you have to start right. all over again. And it uh, might you don't want to have multiple hubs. It might be one of those things where if you're going to do your whole house, the difference in price might not be that much, right? If you're going to get three bulbs, it's definitely cheaper to get Chinese bulbs. And I mean, they're all made in China, but yeah, Chinese bulbs that just connect to Wi-Fi versus of a hue hub that comes with three bulbs they're not three they're two or four i'm sure but yeah but if you're going to get one hub or maybe two 
one for each floor or something. I don't know how they work. And, you know, 50 bulbs, the difference in price might end up being negligible. Well, I don't know. I mean, it might be the way around because that's what we're kind of dealing here. If it was just if it was just three bulbs, I wouldn't mind paying the premium price. But I'm I'm looking at like fifteen to twenty bulbs. Yeah. And you're like you multiply that that like say it's, it's, it's four dollar difference. It's times twenty. I'm I'm making you know? up all these numbers, but like yeah. if if the bulbs are close to the same price, right? Or like a two pack of Chinese bulbs is ten dollars. And a two pack of Philips bulb is twelve dollars, but the yeah. hub costs fifty bucks. Oh right, yeah, right. Then yes. it's then it's a bigger investment if you're yes if you're you have if you have a small scale. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. The the hub investment. Yeah, right. Yeah, th- these are all things that that I have to think about, and I and I and I was waiting until Black Friday for this because they are expensive, and you're buying, and I want to buy a lot of them all at once. I did that with right. my plugs that I that I bought around the house, and you know it's an expensive thing, but it's once you get it, you get it, and and I want to make it as simple for Shelly, for example, to who's not a, a sure, very non-tech sure. person, to be able to not have all these apps and do all these things and know which this is that. But I, last year I bought I bought a a Wi-Fi bulb and it worked wonderful. Like it was in my bedroom and it changed color and huge warmthness of light and yeah. all sorts of things. And I think to have that throughout my house um, or outside my house, so that you know I'm one of the things I'm selling it to her for is. You know, I can have all of the porch lights turn red and green for Christmas or orange for for Halloween and red, white and blue for Fourth of July. I used mine uh, a lot during the lockdowns when we did more uh, Zoom and, and mm-hmm. Discord video stuff because my room was dark and I have a big monitor. So it would glow this like blue light right on my face. And so and then there would be bright lights behind me. But because they were those RGB um uh, smart bulbs i could set up another program that would make the lights in front of me kind of orange and the lights behind me dim to almost being completely off exactly right. then it kind of balanced out the lighting i mean just like you do on a stage or yeah or filming well well i'm i'm kind of excited about it uh, I, i've done my research before uh, i'm still undecided on a lot of those things that you just said those three key things is like individual things i guess i've had the experience with plugs of what you said with you referred to chinese things but that's not that's not like being uh anti-china it's just it's the truth of it most of the, of the cheaper materials are made over in china right, and those right. things are there and they're they're constantly calling a, you know china uh when they don't need to um which is crazy and then the other one is that just like you said their apps no longer become supported right. so if that happens and it start it stops not connecting, usually you have to reset it, but then it no longer connects to an app and it that's just gone. So I have to be that I have to take all these things into consideration and make a decision come this Friday. Um, well, it, it'll be fine. Another overall, thing, but I'm you know another thing to consider. And again, this is only it's only an issue the first time, or if you replace your router or something goes wrong. Yeah, uh, you know the process for connecting an echo device to wi-fi yeah. right it has yeah. its own wi-fi you connect to it with your phone then the app lets you control it and say yeah. search for wi-fi networks connect to this one now it's connected to your router and you're good yeah yeah you have to go through that process for every bulb i have to do that for 25 <laughs> different uh plugs that i have around the house that now. that to me sounds like a full full weekend it's it's a nightmare it really it really is like <laughs> 
when I when I redid my Wi-Fi and I, I had to do all my plugs and I'm going to redo my Wi-Fi. It's another thing too. So if you change your Wi-Fi password, you have to redo it for everything you have, mm. uh, which it's it's not a fun it's not a fun process. I, I had the benefit of doing it at my parents' place, which was a quarter mile from the nearest house. And mm-hmm. so I left the I left the Wi-Fi open because I'm like <laughs> just, nobody just to get it connected. If if anybody's stealing their Wi-Fi, they're parked out on the road. We'll be able to see them. Like nobody's <laughs> right. house is close enough to steal our Wi-Fi. So that's funny. We uh, uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm a little excited about that because I think this will in the house that we have with the new house having such bright lights and we and Shelly loves lamps we've got lamps everywhere but it's still too dark like she's just like the darker and i like lighter i love this ability to just with an app on my phone or through voice dim the entire house or you know or whatever section i want to be or probably the biggest thing is being able to control individual lights like we have uh six in the kitchen two in the middle of our dining room area and four in the living room area two in the hallway and like when i turn on a light i turn on all four or I turn on both in the hallway. Like I want to be able to turn just one on, right? right? Or one yeah. over the sink. Yeah. Then you can, can do every bulb individually. You can do modes. Like I said, I had like a a video mode. I also had the thing I started describing earlier, where it was synced to my um, alarm. Like I had a timer with an alarm in the Echo app. Um, mm-hmm. It's the it's not called that. It has her name on it, but um, it would. At a certain time, start to start to bring the lights up very slowly over half an hour, right? It was kind of a nice, simulated nice. sunrise. And then once it got to the end of that time, um, then it would turn on and Echo has their thing called flash briefings, which is sort of yes, news. Yes, I like listened the, to that, yeah. The, the last time that I was regularly consuming any kind of news, and it wasn't news news, it was like video games and... Um, yep other kind of pop culture news but it was like well like having a clock radio back in the day right where you're like at this time of the day turn on and then you've got the radio sort of waking you up instead of a blaring alarm or get uh um sunny and share like like bill murray right yeah yeah it's uh i i like it a lot and and i think that shelly's gonna uh, i think i she'll appreciate it more because she has things like that her her uh life thing is just she leaves um lamps on all night or throughout the whole house all the time and she has night lights <laughs> on everywhere and they're all led stuff like she's trying to save some some money but they're on all the time 24 hours a day yeah and and i i like to be able to like we're not home have them on a timer we're on home you know mondays through friday during a certain time or whatever that they shut off and then turn back on 20 minutes before we get home you know uh, or I can make it where when she has this thing where she gets up much earlier than me, like several hours. She'll walk around the house, get her coffee. It's one thing she does, but she's always like, I, I can't see because it's so dark and I don't want to drop on things, you know, stumble on things or fall on. So like you said, just have it on a timer, slowly come up. And when she wakes up, she it's already downstairs is already on and her coffee pot's ready to go. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that'll all be next week's project. Um, and I'm excited about it, but it's going to cost a pretty penny. It's a one-time investment type thing. Yeah. And that's my big Black Friday. We spent a long time on this Black Friday segment. But um, I'm also the two two games it's relevant to the show. Two games I'm wanting to buy. Um, uh, they're over a year old now. It's um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Forbidden West. For yeah. PlayStation 5. And uh, the Elden Ring. Those are the two that I'm looking for. Uh, 
reduced prices. And if they're not on reduced price, which I think they are, if they're not on reduced price, then I'm going to buy them outright. I put it off long enough mm. to, to buy those. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's um, let's let's go to our sh- let's go to our show, Dennis, and actually talk about show things. What what what, <laughs> what, what do you say? Sure. Uh, okay, let's start with um, you and I have been watching Avenue Five this year, mm-hmm. which we watched it last time. Uh, what do you think so far? We are episode six. I'm not sure entirely how many episodes there are for this one this season, but um, season uh, one had so far? season one had nine. So we'll see. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I mean, it's Avenue Five. Like, I think we've. I don't know if we've talked about this on the air before, but it's like it's funny it's not as good as upload although i don't know i feel like season one of upload is better than season two i agree yes um it's it's very weird right and there are (laughs) it is there are things where you're like they're really playing fast and loose with the science for such a sci-fi show but it's a weird kind of like it's not quite a sitcom it's not Real, it's like kind of soft sci-fi um, or like near future sci-fi. I don't know what you call this. Like um, a little bit like um, um, For All Mankind, except future <laughs> instead of past. I'll tell you what. If anybody watches the show now and thinks it compared to For All Mankind, Dennis seems it's like For All Mankind. They're, they're not going to get the same. <laughs> it's it, it could not be more different from For All Mankind, <laughs> to be clear. Um, what I, what yes. I mean is, what I mean is For All Mankind is like, uh, uh, like realistic sci-fi or plausible sci-fi, right? I don't know if that's yeah. the distinction between hard and soft sci-fi. I know the difference between hard and soft fantasy magic. Yeah. Um, but in sci-fi, I think hard sci-fi is like, it's all real. It's just, if this happened, then this would be different. Like, you know, they develop VHS technology in the 60s instead of the 80s, right? There's no new science there. It's just um, alternate history or or historical sci-fi. I don't know what you call that. Um, Avenue yeah, 5 This is, show uses science when it wants to use science. And yeah. And does it when it doesn't. And, it, and ignores <laughs> it when it does. It's you know they're fine they're here the communication takes this long but when a shuttle comes from earth to dock with (laughs) avenue five it takes a couple scenes it's like the dragons in season eight of of game of thrones oh Um, that's that's my favorite thing i was gonna i was gonna definitely mention this today was the the perfect example well you you've mentioned when we talked about the show that the communication result we've talked about that before mm -hmm. thing they changed in the season uh, to get around the delay because that's you know that's science and science was getting in the way and this is the same thing it's like science was getting in the way of they want ca- a cast member on earth to get onto the the ship so they just take a shuttle and then they have want uh, a cast member from the shuttle or the ship to get to earth and they just take a shuttle which is just absurd every single time it happens that like you could just shuttle everyone back home right i mean <laughs> i mean the shuttle <laughs> The shuttle only like Karen's, a taxi driver. only <laughs> Karen's only carries one person, but yeah, they could cram people in there or whatever. Like the whole dramatic tension of the show is that the ship is stuck out there, right? That's <laughs> the just, whole thing. They, the they whole, just keep coming back with new people. The stuff. whole thing uh, uh, rests on that. And yes, this is a spoiler for season two of of Avenue Five. But um, in an early, like the first or second episode of season two, 
they do this whole bit where they're going to fix the communication lag, right? Because communication doesn't fa doesn't travel any faster than um, radio waves, or like maybe at most you get to the speed of light, but it's still not it's not light, right? It's it's radio, it's satellite, so it it still takes you know there's a several second lag in communication to and from Earth, and they use it for funny gags in season one. And then in season two, they fix it, quote unquote, uh, using AI, right? AI is a big mm -hmm. deal in the last few months. And um, they're like, yeah, the algorithm predicts, right? It, it scans and scours your, your social media or whatever and predicts what you're going to say. So they can hear what you're about to say right now, which, you know, I don't know how they, I mean, I guess they upload it or whatever. But because um, they're also like the passengers on the ship are also watching the show, the, the, the daytime soap about them. Right. In, right. in real time too. But they're like, Oh, it predicts what you're going to say. So you can talk in real time. Like it's going to say the the AI on the receiving end is going to predict and say what you're about to say. Right. <laughs> using, using the magic of AI. And I'm like, Oh, they're going to do some funny gags with this where it says, you know, they say something the wrong thing. Yeah, they say something out of character in the AI. But no, it's never brought up again. Now, that being said, there are maybe three more episodes. So there's still a chance for that joke to come back. But so far, it's just been used as a convenient writer's room solution to the communication lag joke to where okay. now they can communicate with Earth instantaneously. Yeah, it's, it's just excellent because they just decided... Uh, a quick workaround and then they, they move forward and don't worry about it. So it's that to going back to it, it's like at points they do sci-fi where it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to do the science part here. And then we're just going to be like, oh, that, just for the joke. It's like, it only, if it serves the joke, does right. it matter? Right. That, that's that's the, which is, which is great. That's the big, like meta overarching difference between this series and for all mankind, for all mankind is a character <laughs> drama. I still like is your a, comparison. Is an hour-long <laughs> character drama. Avenue 5 is a sitcom. It's one like yeah. it's not a stage sitcom with laugh tracks, but it's 100% like a office new girl new girl is better. Yeah, that's it's new girl, it, good comparison. It doesn't have right, that yeah. mockumentary thing, but like um uh Brooklyn 99 is Brooklyn Nine Nine has a little bit has like hints of that documentary thing in the in the cinematography, but um, yeah, this is one hundred percent comedy situation comedy. They're all stuck on this ship. It doesn't have the status quo thing that a lot of old sitcoms had, but it's very much like like you said, the science when the science serves the story or the joke, and when it doesn't. It's ignored, right? There's yeah. artificial gravity magically always works, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if they do the thing, yeah. we're going to steer into the sun. And, oh, now we're almost there. I'm like, they, you were going so slow before that, like, going slightly off course was a major issue. But now you've, you know, you can move close to the sun and the ship go back and forth. The shuttle can go back and forth in a matter of hours. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, yeah, the whole shuttle thing is just absolutely great for me that's a perfect example it's like you know what it's if if it serves a story that they get the person there real quickly i mean the guy's like a taxi driver he's just sitting in a shuttle waiting for somebody to hop in 
Like, mm-hmm. no, right. Oh, yeah, sure. You need to go to Avenue 5. We're, we're there. Um, but mo- moving on from that, um, the I, I like to refer to it as British comedy. It's not. It's HBO, and it, they've got, like, transatlantic people. There's people from America and British in the cast and in the writing. So it's, it's kind of all both. But it has that weird, like, what is happening here, and none of it makes sense, and... I, we're going to move into spoilers with this a little bit. So if you don't want to watch some of these things, I'm, I'm going to talk openly about some spoilers. Like they have an election and what's the point of having an election? Or they'll, they'll, you know, they go up to, uh, um, like a, a space station just appears and no one tells them that it's a prison <laughs> or that there's a space station along the way. Like anything you try to put any logic with anything in the show, you're doing the wrong thing. Like you're totally doing it. It's just mm-hmm. pure, purely for the joke. Everything is for the joke, which, which I love. Like I, and it almost, you see that in the exasperation on Hugh Laurie, like the captain, mm-hmm. he, you know, that everything here he does is just goes wrong. For example, he gets involved with the girl in the first one. And of course she's got a, a separated husband or something that's always in the picture, which is, he just deals with, which is a great, hilarious, like side story, by the way. Right. Uh, and and everyone has all their great story. I think um, I was just thinking who does Olaf is on a, the voice of Olaf. Um, Josh Gad. Josh Gad is just a buffoon of all buffoons, which is and he's so great. And he's got that Swedish kind of lackey guy who is also all of these things that we said with Avenue Five are completely absurd. If you just watch, no one could just watch a clip of Avenue Five. I think it would be terrible. You know, you just kind of kind of watch the show and. As it goes along. And I don't like any one character any better than anyone, but I like all of them together. Hmm. Um, so season two is, is doing more of that. Actually, I think in season two's kind of has potential to be better than one even just because um, they've gotten over this whole, um, you know, it's a, it's a fake um, captain, fake crew type thing. And now they're just hmm. all a bunch of survivors type thing. Um and the weird storyline with like the sister that died, you know, and then she's the actress in the show, and then she dies. Like, what? Yeah. What are, yeah. They, what are they even doing? I don't even know what the writers are doing. Somebody wanted out of their contract or something. Who knows? <laughs> or she she got on the contract, or they loved her so much in the first one that she they had the actress come back for the second one, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I bet you she'll she'll be a recurring character like a a cousin or something that'll come back, which. Is, be hilarious so i'm enjoying avenue five season two it's one of those ones that i watch them all i miss like four and then i binge watch them all together and as soon as they come out now i'll watch another one um it's just it's short it's only like what 20 minutes something like that it's so easy to watch uh so i i still recommend it there's a lot that can be said when we watch these shows that are short right that Mm -hmm. they can be not great and it's okay but if i was watching an hour-long not great show it's different Right. Okay, so that's Avenue Five. Uh, I just say I started watching the show called Reboot. Um, Shelly and I started watching it together. I, I was watching. Watch the. F- it's on. Um, what Wait, is, is that, that Amazon? Is that 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 uh, a CGI show about the kids, the the teens? <laughs> fight? No, no, not 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 at all. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, what's the show? Uh, let me read you the the um, synopsis of this one. It is on. Uh, here I'm not not prepared. Uh, I want to say it's on um, Amazon, yeah. or sorry, it's on Hulu. I believe. Okay, okay. 
Uh, and the it's Michael uh, Keegan, Keegan Michael Key is the main character, but there's Johnny Knoxville's on it as well as uh, some other guys, Judy Greer, Paul Reiser's in it. Um, and the this the the very is first animated? episode is no, it's not. It's a live action. Okay, that was uh, the, the, so when I asked before that was a bit this time because you you named some people who've done a lot of uh, uh, voice work, but. Okay. Oh no, yeah, Go no, on. these are it's actually actual real. So the premise is reboot is about a dysfunctional cast of an early 2000s sitcom. And oh, it was called right, Step a, Right Up. A reboot, got it. Got it. Uh, of of the I, thing. I, I so who must face unresolved issues to navigate a vastly different media and entertainment environment when they were younger and when they reboot the show. So it's like, hey, these guys have, you know, watching Who's the Boss or something, they reboot it with the original cast, but today. And it's a comedy. Um so I've heard good things. It was it was really good. Our buddy Chris has watched it. Some other people have watched it. Said it's really good. Uh, so uh, Shelly and I were sitting down one day. I said, "Hey, let's just watch this show." Uh, I watched the first one and I really I, you know liked it. It's, it took a minute to kind of get into it a little bit, um, and then it starts to kind of feel it get its footing about like what it likes and all the all the after the first episode you get through what the setup I guess right. It's sure. only again it's only like twenty three minutes long. Um, and then I was watching in bed with her and I fell asleep and she watched four more and just, and just <laughs> loved them all. And she's like, this is really great. And it gets, and she starts telling me one liners. So if Shelly is telling me one liners from the show, that means it must have some like really funny moments, you know, from there. Sure. Uh, so I, I'm going to keep watching that one. I think I'm going to go back and watch the rest of it. Um, it, I can tell already from the, the way they set up the cast that there's going to be a whole lot of, um, funniness there when they, for one example, one of the characters, when they were, in the two, early 2000s was a kid the the um sitcom was of a husband and wife with the they're married and have um the little kid is from the wife's former marriage and she was married to johnny knoxville okay and he's kind of still in the picture so it's that's the step it up it's the stepdad coming in you know thing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the kid who was like eight or something is now 22 or something now right Sure. And Johnny Knoxville starts dating his mom, like in real life. So he, the kid, adult kid now, so actor, saw him as a surrogate dad when he was a kid. Kind of saw him as a father figure. Okay, so now right, he's kind right. of it's it's a whole bunch of running gags on him actually dating his mom in real life, being his movie dad and such. So, um, yeah, it's it's got some good bits, some good writing, good stuff. So, uh. I'm gonna. I might report back on that one. Cool. Uh, I started watching Mythic Quest. You've been following that one, right? Mm-hmm, Mythic mm-hmm. Quest season three. Is that correct? I believe it's season three. Yeah. Have you? How far have you watched in that one? I think I've seen two episodes. Ah, good. So have I. Uh, spoilers. They wrote off one of the actors early on. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. Yep. Yeah. I guess he. They didn't really, it's all been mums the word why they didn't renew his contract. Interesting. But yeah, I guess he really liked it and really liked the show and really talked good about it. And then they're like, nope. So, and then they won't discuss any reason. It could have been one of those like, hey, he's not doing, he's not uh, being copacetic with the, all the people on the set type thing, hmm. you know? And they're not just not saying it and they settled it by firing him. I, I don't know, but. Um, they wrote him out, which was interesting. Uh, it's okay so far. 
I, I don't know what else to say about that show so far. It's it's kind of more of the same. It's yeah, it is a lot like um a lot like Avenue 5 but not as absurd. Um yeah. I had this thought when we were talking about Avenue 5, you might call it a farce, right? If you're talking about uh British Yeah, sure, that's a good word. British comedy. Um yeah, I've seen the first two. There's a pretty good bit in the second episode where uh, the testers meet the old testers meet the new testers. Oh and, yeah, right. Yeah, and you and you get the like the 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 triggered woke reactions, except mm-hmm. the the people being triggered are straight white guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty great against the the uh, the gay a lesbian um, couple. Yeah, lesbian couple. Yeah, which was pretty great. They come in, they're like. You guys can like be together. Like, no, man, I don't feel like being, you know, calling me, assuming my gender. You assume our sexuality. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, that that was a that was a great bit. Um, yeah, and and I, I th- this season you see, uh, I guess what we call the two main cast members forming their own company, uh, which is going pretty good so far. I think. I think their their dynamic on the screen has always been really good. Yeah, um, yeah, they're kind of the uh, some, the anchors of the. You know, yeah, they're the least, um, the least cartoonish, and really, there are others like. Although the, Ian is pretty cartoonish, I, I like, but still, yes, that's true. That's true. He's sort of an amalgam of every uh, ridiculous um, tech tech CEO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like when he had the, the the. There's the digital wall they have in that hallway of their office, of all the famous people, and he puts himself on the wall with them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you put yourself next to Nelson Mandela? And he's like, stop getting hung up what's on the wall. <laughs> it's really it's really good. Uh, but I say the thing that makes um, Mythic Quest has, in the past has made Mythic Quest so good is that it has some absurd things. And I wouldn't call it the best comedy in the whole world, but it's, it's, it's funny in times. But then it, it'll do like an episode or two of like super seriousness of the characters. Yeah. And you all of a sudden have this huge heartstring pull that really locks you in. I think the first one was Doc and Beans, right? That's what I was um, I was going to mention that random episode yeah. with the mother from How I Met Your Mother and and uh, yep. Jake Johnson who was who was Nick on New Girl. Yeah, uh, and they had that and like so that they call back to that occasionally, which has like this thing. And then last season was uh, Abraham uh, that character, which was. Um, I can't remember his character's name, but the, the writer. Remember yeah. his whole thing when he was a kid? Um, yeah. So they had th- those episodes. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I'm sure they'll have stuff like that. There was another one, too, where I think she the um, the main programmer girl was overworking herself or she was um, depressed or some kind of thing or hiding from depression and things. And he came and saw her. That was a really big touching episode. I think that was in between like the in the, the pandemic season. Um but it's they do they have these for you, you take a comedy and then you have a really serious kind of episode that touches you really deep and that's what Mythic Quest does we haven't had that yet so you know TBD I guess right uh, so that that's going on and I guess we'll keep watching that one we'll, we'll do that one as well uh, but before we go into more shows you want to talk about our uh, movie this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This week we watched Bell. Um, like gonna... Beauty and the Beast, Bell. Yes. Uh, Disney. 
I'm not going to try and uh, pronounce the original title. This is a uh, anime film from Japan. Um, it's from last year, 2021. Wait, didn't I pick this one? How can it be an anime with subtitles? I don't know. I think I texted <laughs> you after I got to the end of this movie, and I was like, this movie is a Dennis pick. Um <laughs> I had not, I maybe had heard of this movie, um, but when I went looking for it, I scrolled right past it, because I'm like, that's not it. Um, You read the description, and it's like, oh, you know, thus and such in a a virtual world, an online persona. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Beauty and the Beast. Um, Exactly. And as I got into it, right, I got, it's like 20, 30 minutes in before Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. introduce the the character who is the the analog of the beast and then once that happened i started seeing the scenes it's like she goes to the castle and she pushes open the door and he's hiding the wing and there's a rose and i'm like okay this is how did they not get a season desist from disney because a lot of this is (laughs) a lot of this is really close and then sort of the well real intentional right that's the key we're here intentional and there's also a um um a drastic difference in animation style between the real world and the virtual world the the real world yeah. is very much like um a typical anime but but flat like i've seen anime yes. series that are that are animated in this flat it's like if if somebody is doing art right and they have a sketch and then they have lines and then they have colors but just flat colors right with no shading um that's kind of how the real world looks in this as opposed to um something like um your name which we saw a couple weeks Mm ago um which is animated beautifully like the real world is still you know it still looks nice like it's not it's not cheap or anything that's not what i'm trying to say but it's intentionally i assume intentionally um very flat and um, I mean, it looks Studio Ghibli, right? It's it's a Studio yeah, Ghibli video. Yeah. It looks just like their anime. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's not Studio Ghibli. It's a different studio. Um, oh, are you sure? Oh, I, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah, that tripped me up when I was looking for it too, because people think. That, oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was. Okay. Um, but it is. It is kind of close. Like most of the Ghibli movies have a distinct style, art style. Oh, um, right. Yeah, you're right. This yeah. was close to that, but it. It was. It did remind me more of other things, like we watched um, a silent voice, or um, yes. Yes. some of those. I'm not going to remember that um, that director's name, but um, yeah. So, Studio Shizu, I think is that. Yeah, Shizu, that sounds right. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk spoilers for this? Uh. I mean, I say yes because I want to. Okay. But yeah, I do. I do. I say I want, but no, because I want everyone to go watch it w- without listening to us. <laughs> yeah, because I, th- uh, I think. I mean, I watched I it, it knowing nothing except you know the clear sort of yeah uh, same here. parallels and homages to Beauty and the Beast. So same I'm going to hit the yeah. uh, <laughs> the bell. Wait, wait, wait! Bef- before we hit the bell. Um, before come back for the spoilers if you, if you have or past spoilers if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like oh i'll just you know stop here this will be one that is worth listening post spoilers thing so hit the little skip thing on there and come back afterwards yeah. we've got things to say 
I usually say all that after I hit the bell. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't know what to expect with this. It has a, I don't know if this is an anime thing or anime movie thing where the, the, the film opens with this monologue, this narration sort of setting everything up and then everything yeah. is explained anyway. So I'm like, I don't know that I needed that except sure. that it's sort of just like it hits you with this big splash of like here's all this crazy stuff and here are these crazy flying uh avatars in this virtual world and then there's this girl singing on a floating whale covered with speakers and you're like what okay right Ooh, all right here we go we're thrown in yeah uh, we're in anime time right now thro yeah. thrown in the deep end i started to say this before we hit the spoiler bell but the the virtual world you um is 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 uh cgi right it's it's yeah. computer graphics so it's very 3d it's very colorful like bright sparkling saturated yeah. it's oversaturated and um and very stylized and has little hints of like what i think of as japanese kind of um styling like the the little the, the the creatures or whatever in the beast's castle are not furniture like the disney movie they're little fairy looking thing but not even like you know norse or celtic looking you know small people with wings or again disney like like tinkerbell kind of stuff they look like little colorful monsters or spirits of some kind they look very strange right. um strange to me um and I don't know. That was just a, I want to finish that thought. Yeah, I, I had, I, I went into to this with the same way that, that you did. Like, I, I saw the Beauty and the Beast. I am a big fan of Beauty and the Beast. Like, the original Disney thing. Not original, but, you know, it's an old, old, old story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tale uh, as but, old as uh, time. It, tale as old as time. Correct. Well done, Dennis. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, you know, modified here, though. But th this takes, so this is definitely inspired by the Disney version. Yep. Um, and I And I say that. Not to say that it's the same story retold because it's it's one hundred percent not, um, but it that's that's correct. Yeah, it 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 takes its inspiration from that, and I and I think that's the only way to to say like what the meaning of the word inspired is by watching the show. It's like you can see so intentionally, just like Dennis. There's a scene where they walk into a castle and they the camera starts panning around in a three D way, just like it does in the the Disney movie. Um, and it, and so many times, jokingly, in the first half of this movie, uh, Sid, I watched this with Sydney. So, I, so we sit down and watched it in, in, downstairs because she's a big anime fan. And uh, I would start singing a song from the thing. Like they go to the castle and all, <laughs> all little characters. And I'm like, be our guest, be our guest, you know. Um, and then the um, tale is old as time. As soon as these scenes happen, you're like, oh, this this is the inspiration from the Disney show. Because it's not like the original Beauty and the Beast had little anthropomorphic characters and clocks running around, whereas this does. So it's definitely pulling that from the Disney version, right? Mm -hmm. um, but but that's kind of where it ends, right? It's it's definitely telling its own story, its own um, what life lessons or uh, giving its own moral of the story, I guess, Morals, yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. That that's its own. It's uniquely its own. Um, and just kind of using the trapping. Now, it has the same, the, the, I guess the main thing with Belle here is that she is a beautiful person that falls in love with a monster. 
right? Now that it's in the virtual world. So that is the the one line that is the core to in all of the the things and in this one that happens. But mm-hmm. everything else about it, who they are, what they are, everything about them is completely original um, on its own. So admittingly, for the first third to half of this movie, I was just assuming it was going to be okay, they're just treading the same things. We're going to follow the same plot beats. Mm-hmm, it's going to be this mm-hmm. very predictable thing. There's even a Gaston character, right? Right. Um, Justin. Yes, Justin. And and I thought it was just going to follow those beats. And then it didn't. And when it didn't, I just couldn't stop watching. And then it got yeah. better. And it just yeah. kept getting better. And I was like, what? It, it, I, I, I texted Sydney. I was like, I know who the guy, I think I know who the beast is. And I text her. I'm like, here, you can look at that after it's over and see that I was right. And I was totally not right. Cause I thought it was going to be predictable. Right. And then you right. think it's going to be at one point, you're like, Oh, they're going to do something to try twit the twist to make it. So it's gotta be this person. Cause twist you're like, it's none of that. It's that's not what we're doing here. It's our own show guys. It's not something it's wholly original. And I'm like, wow, they, that is totally true. And I just kept, you know, I guess falling for the characters, I guess mm-hmm. everyone like the, it's got a pretty big cast in every one I did. And especially the ending third act was just like, we were quiet. We were quiet in the whole, yeah. and then Sid and I talked about it for a long time afterwards. I, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It has, it has a, I don't want to call this an anime ending because it sounds it's stereotyping, but there were things about the ending that could be dissatisfying, right? That could be sure, sure, yeah, frustrating, sure. unresolved. I watched this in two sittings because I put it off to the last minute, started it last night, and realized it was too late, and paused it about halfway through, right before what happens. It's one of the times she talks to her childhood friend, and um. Had she talked to the popular girl yet? No. Okay. No, it's before that, and maybe before she sees the other guy rowing in his kayak. I think that happened <laughs> I love that after. guy. So, so it's so it's like halfway through, and yeah. then I finished the rest of it at lunch, and I was like, okay, like I was I was in, you know, as I said, the movie starts and it and it blast you with this visual spectacle and the music and you're like okay cool this is a thing and then you get this like not even disney level flashback story it's like pixar level um flashback story with her mother and it's just heart-wrenching it's the it's the first it's the first five ten minutes of up level of emotional manipulation where you're like oh they've got an app with the keyboard and she pushes the buttons and she's watching her mom do the thing. And she's jumping up and down on the chair. Cause she's a little girl. And you're like, Oh man, because we've seen her in the present day. Right. You're like, yeah. uh-huh. Oh, they start talking about the mother. And I'm like, okay, we're going to find out what happened to her mother. Her mother's gone. And it's, you know, this tragedy. And then, and then it gets into the beast stuff. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not bored, but I'm like, this is so, it's so straightforward. Like here's this guy and everybody wants to know who he is and she wants to know who he is, but her motivations mm-hmm. are different from everybody else's. And they did this thing with 
online communities that was also very well handled, right? Where like right. she shows oh, yeah, up, for sure. she yeah. shows up in the world of you, like they show her singing in popular in the prologue, and then they show her trying it for the first time, and she just pops in and starts singing, and they've already established what happened to her and why she would stopped singing. Yes. Right? She physically can't. But then she goes into the world of you and she can start singing. And what you sort of expect from a typical anime like Sword Art Online, the protagonist always wins kind of thing, is a big success. And that happens, but uh-huh. not for several scenes. They make you wait. They make you wait her getting out of the world, going to school, coming back the next or maybe waking up the next morning. It's like serious amounts of time have passed before that happens first there are the people around her like who is that who's singing knock that off that's annoying would you stop like who does she she, you know show off (laughs) they're like not really trolls but just like typical kind of internet people and then and and that's a thread that goes through when they show all the tech usually you can't read them but it's like some positive some negative right people very mixed you know heated sort of sort of thing but um they have this whole this whole middle this the you know middle arc about trying to figure out who the beast is and then she goes and she meets him and they dance and they play the song and i'm like i don't feel like we've earned this right yeah right in the disney movie that's a big i agree yeah they've broken through their whole thing but i'm like they're essentially strangers but yes it's a virtual world so it's different right like people behave you know with a mask right behind anonymity that's they're they're doing this whole um uh, they're conveying this whole reality through these visual metaphors and then like you said they get to this end where all of the power rangers or whatever the the <laughs> right the, yeah the internet police the 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 mob the twitter mob are going to track this guy down and they're gonna they're gonna unveil him right right and so they do this whole thing where she sings and it's the same like some people sing and it it was this kind of movie where even if i was a little lost on what was happening because it's for being a full-length movie it's sparse on a lot of details. Yeah. Right. Sure. You, you don't know like why the beast lives in a castle or why he has all these fairies or why the fairies are sort of tricksters and the like sort of help. Like none of that's explained because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And that's a very anime thing. Um, right. But they would get to these scenes where she sings and the, the crowd sings along and just a tiny little thing like the other, um idol girl sees her and it's like oh bell is a normal girl just like me just like or right you know they've you've had these um the the choir moms the choir ladies choir who were i loved the um the character design the visual character design of these five women because they they look like normal real people with different hair i was gonna say that like they look like they look like ages. in anime they look like moms like they look the, like they're moms they, right they, they look like real moms and so many i i don't know if it's because so many anime are about high schoolers who wear uniforms 
right? So, mm-hmm. like, the only thing making people different is different colored hair or different heights. Um, yep. Like, these women all look completely different, and they all look like real normal people at different yes. ages. I loved that. Yes. And then you get, like, you're toward the toward the end where they go to the old school. Oh, and I loved... I loved the scene in the in the train station with the three. Yes, the three. Oh of my them. god, that's so great! Yes, it's it's like so. Every line in that was great. Every little drawing and, in that was great, and 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 subtle in ways where like a character mm-hmm. will say something. One of the usually one of the guys, the the high school guys, will say something to a girl, and it happens with Suzu when you know when they set that up when the guy comes out of the river. And he's carrying the kayak, he and has and a crush on he's <laughs> he's like, "You have a small crush on me." She doesn't do anything; she freezes, and just it. freezes. Yeah. And we watch in real time as she's frozen, and he like laughs and backs off. And I'm like, "That is so perfect," because she, she doesn't move. That whole scene, she's got her hands buried in her she, face. She doesn't move, and. Well, yeah, and then the popular girl does that in the train station, and like he runs. Yeah, that's away, what I mean. Yeah, and Suzu brings him back, and they chat just a little bit, and it's and it's awkward, and sincere, and just excellent. Um, just just excellent. But and, to... and those two characters become Go ahead. who are kind of side characters, I guess, or some might even mm-hmm. say could be removed completely from the from the movie are. And just one or two small scenes, like you really love them. Like I love the canoe guy. Like Sid and I both loved him. And he's just very little in it, you know. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the popular girl, who is, by the way, was my initial uh, thought was going to be the beast, or that it was going to be like this. She's got mm, some secrets. And, you know, sure. Right, that's what I assumed. This very tropey thing was going to happen. Um, and then you know he she calls her, and I'm like, oh, here's we're going to find out what her secret is, you know. And then it's just that she, she loves this guy. And, um, and in and, that in that train scene, it's the it's the uh, just real quickly on a little one off thing. She's like, you know, you kind of look like Belle, which is exactly what she was designed around. Right. And you see, she's just kind of yeah. like her eyes get big and then slowly start backing away. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, all of that was perfect. And then it transitions from that into the whole. I mean, up until she leaves for Tokyo, but the big like climax all happens yeah. in the old middle school where the ridiculous nerdy friend which is a hundred <laughs> love her too a hundred percent anime trope they're these girls yeah. that i i usually call glasses chan because it and th- they'll be a male version of that sometimes too who always like yeah. push their glasses up on their nose um right she's also this kind of weird like pixie villain sometimes when she does her mm-hmm. maniacal laughter um but they do this whole thing where suddenly like the 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 big reveals come come hard and fast right like yeah you just get yeah. you just get a couple frames of a group photo with those five choir moms with her mom and you're like yeah right like suddenly, i didn't know that they like, were they were all connected like and they were they're just a random it's like oh when you know during the summer you can use or whatever you can use unused school buildings for community activities so there's this community yeah. choir and there are these random old ladies who are like well not old ladies but like adults yeah, who yeah. um are like, are you even happy? And she's like, are you happy? And they're like, well, whew, what do you, what do you say? And, and that's also very real. And then yeah, right. you get to that reveal and you don't even have time to process it because so many images are flashing past you, but you just realize in that moment, 
oh, they were her mom's friends. So yeah, they're here. Aren't the, aren't the way they use those images so good? Like it's quick, but it's, powerful. It's so you know? perfect. And then you and then you see this kid and you're like, you start to piece together what's going on because there's no foreshadowing for it. But you start to piece together what's what's going on, who the beast is just moments before it happens. Yeah. Right. Like there's just enough and you're like, OK, this is this is here. And then. And then what she's gonna what she gonna do? And then it's this perfectly slow denouement of her going to Tokyo. And I wasn't sure what she was gonna do, but yeah. then she texts her dad, and that is great. Um, yeah, the dad relationship was also what I'm, he's never mad upset with her. He's never like what you might think is cartoonish or pushing. He's just a dad who's lost his wife, whose daughter is you know seventeen and kind of not there with him. Mm-hmm. And they never push more on it. And it's a sad thing, their relationship, but it's not like anime-ish or it's not over-pushed or anything. It's just what it is. And then, like you said, this text happens and it just, it feels so, I don't say the word, I hate using the word real, but it felt like that's how something like that would be. Like you talk through a text or, well, you know, and then you, you want to get... go to dinner type thing, you know? So there, there are a lot of things while we're still in spoilers yeah. There there are things about the story and the and the ending that could seem unsatisfying. Right? Yeah. The, sure. What, the yeah. whole the whole second arc or whatever, the whole You middle, want them to go with her, right? That's what you want. The whole middle of the movie seems to be setting up some kind of love story. Yeah. And it in a way it is, but not in a traditional sense, not in the way you expect. Yeah, um, right. because there's no romantic conclusion to her and the the kid yeah. who is the beast in the real world. Yeah. There's no romantic resolution with her and her childhood friend. Yeah, and Shinobu. Yeah, and she goes to Tokyo and literally stands up to the dad, to the other dad, um, in in a way that I wasn't expecting. It reminded me of a series that I can't describe because it's a massive spoiler for that series but um an interesting sort of passive pacifist resistance right yeah um it's, but it's that you know what you're gonna do kind of clear I'm, when you do it yeah like she's there and she stood up and now he's gonna stand up and you and you don't know you don't get any resolution to um to what's happening in that story but in spite of that the the writing and the music and the visual um representation of everything you're seeing was incredibly moving emotionally yeah i um, can i, I mean, can you can get, I say about that that you get the reveal thing? just just as she's texting her dad um you understand well, and there's another flashback just to remind you like yeah. her mother died helping someone else helping a stranger oh, that that gave me goosebumps that that one one two second shot when they flip and the, for the first time they show the little girl on the rock and you see the mother walk into the river to save this little girl and immediately and, you, and my, i just had goosebumps all my whole body about how she's doing the exact same thing right and, and you she don't... understands why Right. Like, like, what is she going to do? She could be putting herself in danger, too. And then you also see um, Shinobu grabbing her like 
in the original flashback, you see someone stop her from going in the river after her mother, mm-hmm. but you don't know who until right. almost the end of the movie. And you see, you understand his character. Like his interest is not romantic. Like he has been, well, she says that, like she explains it to, um, uh, the, the tall girl, uh, name i'm blanking on now um that she thought he was proposing to her but he was he meant literally what he said like i'll protect you you know yeah he he thought of his role as as more of a guardian yeah the protector um, the protector yeah, yeah that to, to speak to that thing about um not have may having unsatisfying ending i mean i, I will say this I felt like it had a satisfying ending that they gave us something because I didn't, I would have been, this is rare for me to say, I would have been okay if they didn't give any of it because, Mm. but I was happy that they did. It felt like they're going to give us some resolution, which I felt very grateful for. But I thought the point that I was getting here was what the, like, well, it's child abuse. I guess we'll say say that. Right. Is like the reality of that. And, and online, relationships and people being humans on the other end of this virtual world on the internet or whatever it is and having these terrible terrible things and that's what it was and her going to to make a stand and you know somebody standing up for them or giving hope i guess is a thing that Mm -hmm. all of those lessons all those things were were conveyed to me in a such an extremely powerful way that i didn't need individual resolutions for everyone like even though that's what a story is and i always harp on all that stuff this was so powerful that i felt that they did all those things and it made me feel like that was enough right that that she well she had her reveal right and like self-sacrificing reveal i guess that's that's something but Mm -hmm. um you know just i remember it being so quiet in in the room so many things it's hard to explain about this movie but I'll, i'll say one scene when they're flipping through, uh, looking into the U-verse, and there's just comments going over. They show thought bubbles everywhere from everybody mm-hmm. talking. It's that like the Twitter universe type complaining people. And it's just, and then people talking all the real fast time. It's kind of like saying things. Uh, and that happens a couple times in here. Yeah. And one of them, they show like the little kid, like it says, the mm-hmm. dragon's my hero. And that's the little the little brother. Pokemon and it just, it, it just quickly goes through that and then passes it on like it's anybody else. And then they, then soon there's, you know, all the kids about how they're like, oh, they like them. Um, these are all just so quickly thrown at you. And then you, they start saying, oh, you're just one viewers. You're nothing. It's, it's kind of like just throwing off. Oh, no one cares about those people that aren't important and have lots of fans and followers. The, the, their likes are in the single digits. They're like single digits. Like, like they, they make that comment. And this all happens so quickly. And you honestly think it can just be a throwaway thing. But that's the point. Like when they go into the room and they find this one kid and he's got, he's got the one viewer, which is him in the room and her, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then real quickly, like a- after they get child abused on them, like four hop in, laugh, make fun and say, should I call the police? And then hop out. Like it happens so quickly. And that was just like devastating, mm-hmm. you know, to, to everyone in the whole story. You're yeah. like, holy cow, this is such a commentary on every single thing. And then all of a sudden I realize 
Beauty and the Beast parallel saying that this is just a Beauty and the Beast show is not this that this description of the story. No, it's, it's not even close. It's not even close. Uh, but they 100% did it. Like you said, then why did Disney get a season assist? Because they're intentionally doing it. But that's not what it was here. The bruises, everything was so good. So, I don't know. I love this movie. I told I told Sid it's probably in my top three anime now of all time. I loved it so much. Um, for for all all reasons. Um, and I can continue to talk more about it. Uh, but let's come in at spoilers here. Uh, if that's okay yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, so this has, this is a, this is a movie that I, it's, I wouldn't call bait and switch, uh, with the story. Cause it, it does have beauty and the beast themes through it. Uh, but right. that is not what you know of beauty and the beast is not this story, even though yeah. you might I, think it is. I mean, if you read the, if you read the summary on IMDb, um, it doesn't, it doesn't describe anything of that. It just sort of sets up who Suzu is from the beginning, um, which still doesn't give away or tell you what the story is about. But in, in some ways the, the, this is not really a spoiler, but the, the, the beauty and the beast trappings are almost a misdirection. Yeah. I I really, I think so too. It's just, it's just a little bit of a frame to kind of give them some motivation sometimes, you know, right. Or, or not narrowly motivation, but you know, why why you might think it's easy why she might feel attracted to this guy because it's it's beauty and the beast or why he's acting away because he's a beast you know um yeah the misdirection thing so yes the I, as i said in spoilers this has ended up being one of my top three anime of all time uh everything about it i love different animation style as dennis pointed out in both scenes were so well done every scene shot quickly just would have huge impact Many times in my household, we were just deathly silent in the house because it was so powerful in scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the most important litmus test for me thing is that when it was over, Sydney and I just sat and talked for like an hour. And we just talked about everything in it, everything we liked about it, the the themes that were happening, how we felt about them. Um, and that's that says everything, I think, about a good story. So from writing, directing, acting, just top. Who would I recommend it to? Everyone. Right, right. It's a thing... I mean, I think this can be done in any medium, but the the anime films that that I remember, that stick with me, that I look for opportunities to to recommend to people um, are ones like this, where, like, you don't really know what's happening and you get something really unexpected just a just a well-told story um both of the anime films that i've had us watch for the show uh uh, a silent voice and your name are are both similar where like the 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 emotional story being told is just so beautiful that that i don't know how to recommend it to people i mean long-time listeners of the show will know this podcast will know that i am very hesitant and tentative and and put a lot of caveats in my recommendations because if I really love something and I recommend it to somebody and they don't like it, I feel hurt personally. Like I know (laughs) that's not their intention, but it's, it's just the, you know, the way that my brain works. Um, and this is definitely one of those where to a lot of people, I would just not even bother. It's like a studio Ghibli movie where you're like the, the, a lot of people are going to get lost and distracted in the 
in the visual Im- imagery. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. But spirited to, away. I could feel that, yeah. Sure. Spirited away, exactly. Um but to a kind of person who can watch anime, watch a foreign language film, um um it's it's very, very good. Yeah. Uh I, I, I wish I wish I honestly I wish there were more like this, but there's a lot of anime like this. There's a lot of anime that's really, really good. And people don't see it because it is anime or a cartoon. Um right. But and, and I don't even know if this is one that you have to quote unquote get through. You, I, you did mention earlier in the, the non spoiler part was the um, um, how they just throw everything at you so it feels very anime up front. But um, I think that lasts for twenty minutes maybe, and then when they get to the mom setup, which, which is not a spoiler, but it's in the thing, um, it it starts to be get. I think anyone from then on can watch this show, and then the, I think a lot of people will get. Uh, caught up in the, the Beauty and the Beast part to help draw them in. And then once they get past that, it's it's a stay on for the whole ride. So I hope that everybody gets an opportunity to watch this one. Um, very much emotional, like, um, what's that one that uh, we both liked um, with the letters? Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden, you know. Um, I think even more so than that one, but it's got, you know, some very emotional type things. So yes, plus plus to that one. All right, uh, <laughs> Sadly, going to move away from this one, but we, we will. Uh, what is our next one, Dennis? You are we're coming into the Christmas season. You got something we are. for me? We're we're a little bit early, but our next recorded episode will be after Thanksgiving, so um, well, I'll allow it. Uh, especially since <laughs> this is my pick, um, we're going to watch a, uh, a, a what what did they call this in in um, in Scream? A requel. A requel, right? Yes. I don't. I don't. Nice. I don't. Nice know call back there, Dennis. <laughs> Um, this is a Christmas story, Christmas, uh, it's 2022. I think it just came out like in the last couple days. Um, it's a, it's some kind of sequel. I don't know anything about it, but it's some kind of sequel to a Christmas story. Beloved. See, I got, got, got the original classic. cast in it too, right? That's a lot I'm of the original saying. cast, um, possibly one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, easily top five. Oh, yes. Christmas yes, movies. I agree for sure. For sure the for original. Sure. So it's going to be hard to 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 go into. I'm, I'm going to try to go into yeah. it not thinking that. I think that if I try to compare it, that's going to be a mistake. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, Shelley Shelley saw this one too earlier on. It was like that. So I'm glad that you you mentioned it. Like she wanted to watch this mm-hmm. one. So we'll we'll watch this one this week with family. Hopefully it'll be it'll be good. Uh, cool. Yes, yeah, so we get Christmas. We, we we only have so many weeks of Christmas, and we've got to get to. I said I want to watch. I probably watch Disenchanted soon, but I also want us to watch some of those, uh, um, like Netflix, uh, Christmas Prince type things this year. So right, right. Did I did I talk about the Lindsay Lohan one last week? You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I watched. I watched that. It won't be an official movie, but if you want to watch that, it's as as advertised. <laughs> we're we're coming at the, we won't talk about this week, but we're coming up at the end of Andor, which we should all watch. Uh, mm, I am mm-hmm. like an episode or two behind, which is great for me because I know it's so good. It's one of those I want to continue to 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 draw it out a little bit. Um, but I just keep hearing or seeing our friend groups pop in with it, and I'm like, I can't can't read the screen, can't read the screen. Um, but it seems to be pretty <laughs> well accepted by a lot of people, um, and and that's that's happy. Um, I've been playing a game called Soulstone Survivors. It's ten dollars on Steam. For the PC, highly recommend it. $10 game. It's wonderful. Um, it is 
Diablo-esque in its combat, kind of. And okay. with hordes and hordes of stuff. Or maybe um, Gauntlet. I'd say more Gauntlet in its in its play. Sure. Um, but the... the um, it's like the powers are kind of like Diablo, where you have a, pa- a set of a hot bar with like five bars at the powers at the bottom. Um, and it's a roguelike. So roguelite. So you level up and then you get more abilities then you level up and you get more abilities. And then once you go through the whole run, you start all over again. Uh, but it's got some um, like talents that you can put money that you've earned on your run to make yourself better for the next time. And there's multiple classes to unlock. Um, but the, the, the thing that makes it so addictive is that um, the powers like Diablo, I described it as if the powers, as soon as they came up off cooldown, immediately fired. Um, so, and all of the, all of the, the hot bars automatically cast. It's this how it works. Okay. So you're running around with your dual analog type controls. I use a controller, mm-hmm. and your or be your mouse on the PC to kind of aim and run around. As these things are just always shooting, and you can upgrade them and upgrade a lot of things like movement armor, uh, area explosions, and eventually you get every class has like the entire screen is exploding with bombs everywhere, and it's just massive destruction and chaos because you you start as just like a little sword hitting a little sword, and then you end up evolving to this humongous barbarian wizard or something that's amazing and cool. So I really like it. It's ten bucks if anybody wants something to that you can do bite size and play for like twenty minutes at most. Um, well, not twenty minutes. You can keep playing it, but you know you pay a, one run. It's maybe fifteen minutes, um, and then you can not play it again. Uh, but it's worth 10 bucks. Uh, we watched Black Panther, but I don't think we have time to talk about it. Do we? Probably not. We have about, well, we're at an hour 25. And I think if we get into that, we'll probably start talking about the entirety of Phase 4. And that'll take at least <laughs> 20 minutes. That's fair. Nice call, Dennis. Well, well, knowing us in our, our talking history. <laughs> We've been doing uh, this a little while. <laughs> yes. So we'll talk about Black Panther next week uh, or for Wakanda forever. Um, we come back. We have watched that one and watched that one. Um, so if you haven't seen it, come go watch it and, and we'll all we'll talk about it together. Talk about uh, it. I still got to watch the peripheral. Week. I haven't, haven't seen that one. Hmm. Um, uh, I watched, he's got five minutes left. I played some Star Trek online. I pick it up about once a year. I got further mm-hmm. in the game than I had before playing it on PlayStation, which is, uh, surprisingly good with the controller. Um, I didn't think it would be. They, they redid the entire interface completely for consoles. So it's it's different. Um, but it has Back. the MMO, long-time MMO problem where all of a sudden yeah. I get to pass the tutorial and there's just so much with so many systems and things that I'm completely yeah. overwhelmed yeah. and the, makes me want to put it down. The The... the kicker for me with that game is that same thing where you're like oh there's so much stuff on the plus side i played that game so long ago that i have a lot of like grandfathered in stuff and they added this last last time i played it which was a couple years ago they added a whole original series character thing yes yes but it doesn't last like you go through the prologue in the original series and then you end up at the same you know earth space dock as everybody else uh starbase one um and yeah, when I'm out in space around Earth, Starbase One, the ships just look ridiculous, right? Like I have a normal. I think I had an Akira class for a while because it's what we played in uh, in Klingons Dragons. Um, it's just a normal Federation looking ship, and then there are gigantic like Kelvinverse ships and um, 
uh, Tholian chips and all this, and it all looks ridiculous. I'm like, oh, this, yeah, this is an MMO that's like 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. The, it's the, probably um, not that. It's like 10, Yeah, besides the old, system but. stacking, too, which was also kind of a problem, I, I will say something I, I can appreciate now that I hadn't, because they didn't play it long enough before, is uh, the storylines or quests are in these, what they call, I guess, episodes, right? Where you play mm-hmm. a story like you're from the show, which I, I really appreciate, like, that, that you're doing all the kind of stuff and you're investigating things and your characters talk and interact with you that are, you have on the bridge and things. Um, and so I, I played one of the beginning tutorial things, like you're fighting Borg and Janeway gets involved and comes in and does some stuff with Voyager. And you're like, oh, that's Voyager right there. And you go to help it. And then you go you beam down and you help the, the people down there. And there's some political stuff going on. I'm like, oh, th- this feels very much like an episode. And they even have the episode names when you start a new quest kind of come at the bottom of the screen like it would be at the beginning of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, I, that's what I think the game is mostly about is, is having these episodes. And there's all these different episode stories that you follow. And I think that's how they do time travel thing. Like now you can go to the old TV show things. And when you start that quest, I'm using air quotes, or that episode, you're, now you're running with the, all, everything in that old aesthetics except for maybe your ship. Um, which is um, really interesting and cool. Um, and you can start like with Klingon storylines or um, Dominion storylines and things like that. So that's, and then they obviously probably sell, you know, quests, I guess, or storylines. But hmm. um, it, it, I'll tell you what, what it made me do beside the, the system overload made me feel like I don't want to play it again. But I definitely like feel that it can be that um, Star Trek itch when I don't have a, a new Star Trek to watch. Um, I can get jump in and just mm. run some quests and like play through some, which was pretty pretty fun, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I, I still got it installed, uh, and I'll keep it there for a little bit, and you know maybe come back to it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what we got there. I think we we got them this week, man. So we're gonna watch some Christmas Story Christmas. What a weird name for that show, Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah, so we'll watch I, that. I, I sort of um, get it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 272, 272. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out over there. Uh, our buddy Fox wrote a... He told me what review he wrote, but I don't remember what it was now. Uh, anyway, check it out. If you want to reach out to us and tell us your top five favorite anime movies of all time or Christmas movies uh you can do that via email our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com or you can go to our website frontporchpodcast.com and use contact forms there to reach out to us if you enjoy the front porch please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice and while you're there if you would leave us a review we appreciate that it helps out a lot as always thanks so much for joining us until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch night everybody see you next time